Welcome inside the lab at Formula 4 Media. I am Bob McGee, and today I am speaking with Rusty Saunders, who's 80 years young and a senior statesman in the sporting good industry and also a member of the Sporting Good Industry Hall of Fame. Rusty's industry career, which began in 1961, included senior sales and merchandising positions for the McGregor Division of Brunswick Corp and subsequent senior management positions in retail. During the late 1950s, while attending, attending the University of, of Dayton in Ohio, he was a member of the school's basketball team. Rusty has also been president of his own sales agency, Saunders & Associates, in Mason, Ohio for 19 years and served on numerous industry boards and positions, including moderator of the NSGA Management Conference for more than a decade, co-founder of, of Get in the Game Careers, and working with the Fit America Initiative. His industry contacts go far and wide, including golfer Jack Nicholas and Under Armour CEO Kevin Plank. Today, Rusty speaking with us from his home in Florida. Uh, good afternoon, Rusty, and let's get started. Yeah, I think it's uh, interesting. Some of the, the talking points are maybe my impact and what's affected me over the years I've been in the business. As an example, when I started, um, there was the big four. It was uh, Spalding, Wilson, McGregor, and, and Rawlings, and that was it. Uh, Wilson probably being the, the largest at about $400 million. Give me an idea how that, that's chump change in today's world. But at that time, I also sold baseball gloves in uh, Yankee Stadium, Ebbets Field, and Polar Grounds, and along with my competitors, actually sold them to major leaguers, $25 a glove and $20 a pair of shoes. McGregor signed Willie Mays for $1,000 and a set of clubs. So things have changed, to say the least. I think other major changes I think uh, that I'd like to at least call everyone's attention to is Title IX. That had, had a great impact on our industry. A great opportunity for the women to, to uh, get involved in the sports uh, category, and they've had major impact, uh, whether it be in fitness, running. Who ever heard of Lululemon until yoga came along? Uh, it, it creates a challenge for athletic directors because it's no, mostly non-revenue sports, with the exception of the kinetics of the world and maybe a few others. Uh, it, it's a challenge, but uh, they've had great impact, and they certainly uh, have helped a lot of the, our industries, particularly uh, fitness. The other changes I think that I've seen over the years is the technology, which is not a shock, I'm sure, to anyone listening to this podcast. A few years ago, probably five, six years ago, we started a company called Sports One Source, and that was with uh, Jim Hartford and uh, Matt Powell and Bernie Brennan and myself. And for those that know me, I will tell you that I'm not a, a technology-type guy. In fact, I just traded in my flip phone for, for, for a, uh, one of these fancy phones right now. But I do understand the benefits of it. Bernie Brennan actually was the uh, spearhead behind that with Sports One Source. And, and at that time, we talked about the algorithms that would help the retailer with uh, markdown optimization, et cetera, et cetera. So that had to have a major impact on the industry. The other thing uh, that's happening now, which is kind of mind-boggling to me, when you see that coaches are being paid uh, 10 times what industry uh, university presidents are paid. Amazing. I just finished a book uh, a night from Phil Knight, Shoe Dog. Innovative. Just unbelievable how he started that particular business and what it grew into. So those are some major things that I've seen happening over the years. You asked, Bob, uh, if I would take a look at the industry today and, and uh, what I see are pressing issues for vendors and for retailers. I think the vendors' uh, major issues at the small base of, of customers. We're going to have more and fewer and fewer uh, retailers out there. I mean, I don't have to tell you what's happening in the past year as far as bankruptcies. I think the impact of equity partners, but, you know, it's, it's, it's impacted companies, uh, good and bad. Uh, then there's some outstanding ones. I know I was in, on the advisory board for Implus for a number of years, and their equity partners have been outstanding. But there's others have made it very, very difficult for CEOs and uh, to do their things, innovate, or even take any 
risk. There's a lot of change uh, going on also with, with obviously Amazon. No shock to anybody. I think the question mark out there today is with the new administration, what's the effect of tariffs and sourcing? Remains to be seen. As far as retailers, you better be nimble or you're not going to make the starting point date. You have to be, uh, the, the industry is changing so quickly. I mean, it's as fast as I've ever seen a change. Things like manufacturers trying to fill a void a smaller base of retailers direct to the consumer. That's getting bigger and bigger. And obviously Amazon, uh, tremendously uh, significant. There'll be more Amazons coming down the road. Now, can we do anything to jumpstart the business? Uh, I think we can. I think the key thing is we, we need leadership. I can tell you, going back to my comment initially about the big four, those companies at that time, they, they competed hard, but they also were able to talk to one another, talk about the industry as a whole, not just their own business. I don't see a lot of that happening today. I think probably the reason for that is there are many public companies where you have to you know, report to Wall Street with the numbers. Uh, the equity partners come into it. And I'm not an anti-equity partner guy. I mean, they've certainly done a lot of great things as far as growth in our industry, too. But I think leadership is lacking, and we need that. Business goes in cycles. I, I think that uh, when all this dust settles uh, down the road, and it's going to settle, uh, the remaining companies in our business are going to be very, very successful. I think there's other things we should be looking at. I know uh, I met with Kevin Plank maybe, I'm guessing, five or six years ago when he flew out to Cincinnati. He was on the SGMA board at that time, and he knew I was involved with NSGA, uh, mostly from the standpoint of advising them and, and uh, moderating their conference. But maybe it's time to take a look at merging those uh, two associations again. I, I, I brought that up. I was in favor of that then. I'm in favor of it now. There are similar problems we have in the industry. And we should look at it. We, and, and I would look to trade associations to be uh, ones that will lead us on innovative new uh, ideas that will help our industry. So there's, there's a lot of that going on. You asked me about, uh, to talk a little bit about Fit America. I joined that board four years ago. It was the founder is uh, Jim Barr. Jim is a, I call him a bulldog. Used to be president of Wilson, involved with Prince and his tennis industry, also a Hall of Fame member. And, and he is, for years, going back to PEP, has been one that's been a leader, as far as I'm concerned, is trying to call attention to our industry about what's happening. All you have to do is look at the numbers. There are a lot of red flags out there to me. I think there are red flags. NSJ publishes some numbers as far as participation. Fitness Council publishes numbers. So there's things out there. I'm not just pulling numbers out of the air. But I can tell you, in the last five years, we've lost 10 million participants in all activities. Now, those participants purchase an average of $700 a year for footwear, apparel, and equipment. That translates to $7 billion in lost revenues at retail. And I'm just not talking about TSA. I'm just about the industry itself. And more and more of those um, retailers will disappear. City Sports is gone, Sports Chalet. There'll be others uh, uh, happening in, in, in the future including Sears and others, and, and, and even if you look at some of the numbers of Target and Kohl's and Macy's, I mean, these are a lot of red flags out there. We have got to grow participation, have to do it. We have to look at obesity, major problem. We have to look at these kids today. All they do is look at the iPads and iPhones and this, and, and they uh, are not become as active as they should be. They play the electronic games. They're major competitors for us. 48% of all schools have no PE. Now, Fit America, the concept that Jim had, and the board behind, and there's some other members of our industry, Helen Rocky's on that board, uh, Tom Cove is on that board, and some others that I've just met as, as new board members to me. Uh, we have got to uh, have a wake-up call. To wake up call to our industry. You've got to get involved. And there's many that have joined as sponsors. But to do the big numbers that we're trying to increase participation is going to take large numbers. We are anticipating, or our goal is to have a million kids being active 
in the next uh, four to five years through Go Grants. We call them Go Grants, which is actually helping these schools, if they qualify, to get grants to um, improve their phys ed uh, programs. So that's, uh, that's major. And I'm convinced, unfortunately convinced, that I think we have to go outside our industry to look for the big players, whether it be CBS or, P- uh, C- or P&G, whoever it is, foundations. We need to get some substantial dollars behind this program so we can reach out to these million uh, kids that we expect to get totally involved in the future. Yeah, I, I, I have been involved in a lot of things over the years, and I've loved this industry. It's still a part of me. I follow it closely. So a lot of friends in it, talk to a lot of people. And, um, and and there are major changes that have impacted it. And I think we have to get back to business again of, of creating strong leadership going forward in the um, in the future. And I think that that's lacking. Uh, in my judgment, it's lacking. And the pressure. The right. Pressure, you got to make the numbers. So I understand that. The last thing I'll, I'll say, Bob, you and I have talked about this probably four or five years ago. I think the industry is missing the boat of not doing archives of, of, of people that have had profound uh, impact on our industry. Just in the last three to four weeks, we've lost some superstars. Lenny Steinloff, who is the man from Herman's, probably the, the first chain of retail stores that was thinking about going national through WR Grace. Lenny was one of the, to me, one of the top merchants I ever dealt with in the industry. And now we just lost Gib Ford, who was a past chairman at the SGMA, prior to SFIA. A great basketball player, great leader with Converse for years. We need to find more Steinloffs and Fords to go forward. So these are some comments I have. I don't want to appear negative because I'm a positive guy by my nature. Uh, but i got to tell you, I have concerns about the industry. And I think we better wake up because there's a lot of threats out there, not just within the industry, but outside the industry. And I think our leadership... Better take a look at that. We better take a look at being nimble. You know, our, our administration is going there and doing some very different things right now. And, and I think the industry's got to start doing some different things to make this as outstanding as it really should be. So those are some thoughts, Bob. We'll cover some of the things. I think in general that the industry has been too reliant on a couple of players, say on the vendor side, Nike, for example, and maybe Adidas, rather than um, you know, to drive the uh, demand and drive uh, you know interest in sports. And maybe we need more, more players involved in it as well. Well, well I I think so. And I, I think, uh, you know, uh, getting back to uh, looking at participation, you know, the Nikes of the world and the Dicks and the retail end are doing their own things uh, to try and impact that. Uh, that's different than what I was used to growing up in the business. There was ma- many, many companies got involved in that. So I think, uh, you know, uh, if you read Shoe Dog, you read the stories about the Dassler brothers and so on and so forth, and you see what Dix has done, and, and now when you, you look at what Dix is doing with respect to their, uh, and you and you're reading the Wall Street Journal today about the empty stores and how's that going to be filled? Sears is going out of there. Macy's is closing stores. Some people are going to pick that up as an opportunity. I'll, I'll use Dick's as an example. They'll probably bring all three of those uh, different. I, I don't know this for a fact, but I would suspect that they'll go in there and get some sweetheart deals. So you, with all the things going on, and those are some opportunities I see happening down the road. Uh, but the reality is, if you don't change, if you're going to stay the same in this business today, you're going to be in deep trouble. So you better open up your eyes and say, okay, how can I do things that are innovative? Look at Shoe Dog with Knight as an example, or for that matter, Kevin Plank, what he did with uh, starting Under Armour as another example, and there's others out there. And, and even looking at, at, at 
Dixon, what they've done with their beautiful stores. And uh, and now we look at that, who are the major players there? The big guys are, so I'd have to say it'd be Academy, but they're part of KKR. So we'll see uh, as, a, as an equity partner. But they've changed a lot of their people. Is that good or bad? You know, I, I don't think... Uh, I don't think that's necessarily all good, but you know, Academy to me is a, over the years has been a sharp under the radar type retailer. Uh, but there's all I can tell you, Bob. It's a fast changing industry. It's a great industry, uh, but we have a lot of competition out there. Whether it be travel, whether it be uh, whether it be this uh, electronic games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the fact that our uh, millennials and others are so busy uh, going to soccer games and dance recitals and whatever, they just don't have time. So how do we make time for them? Well, let's be innovative. Let's uh, th- think about ways of doing it. And uh, and that's why I think we're, I would certainly challenge our trade associations, or for that matter, our, our industry editorial people, like who you work for, to say, let's take a look. How can we do it differently? I got a kick out of Mark Sullivan's uh, editorial in Sports Insight, uh, challenging uh, coming up with some ideas for the new president. Well, that's good stuff. And, um, and we felt that way about getting the game. Why, why should we give up sharp, talented kids out there to Wall Street or the computer business? We've got to recruit them and get them into our business and give them opportunities. To move, if they're sharp, move them along. That, that, that's the brightest and the best coming into our business, and we better make sure we, we make it uh, an opportunity for them. You've been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media. This is Bob McGee.